what's up, hello, welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, woohoo! <laughs> Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, ace representation. Sounds, sounds fake, fake, but okay. okay. Have we done that as our sounds fake before? I don't know. It's Are you possible. just keeping <laughs> might leave it i think we should uh hi welcome you should Um, even keep the did we make that ourselves (laughs) (laughs) i was going to okay guys you're getting some candid kayla and sarah this week full disclosure Uh, this episode was supposed to go up on sunday it's currently tuesday i didn't even tweet that we were late like that's how shit my life has been this week i was like they'll live um if we're lucky it'll be up by wednesday tomorrow is wednesday yeah um, I don't even know who I am anymore. Listen, part of okay, the part of the reason though that we're such disasters. Also, we had to record on my phone again. I'm really sorry. I'm gonna have to figure out what's wrong with my computer, uh, but not right now because Get it's Sarah and Kayla new computers. Two K eighteen. It's eleven o'clock at night, and I'm not doing I that. I wanna shit. die. Um. Yeah, but this week. So we're talking about ace representation, but uh, which we maybe talked about before. I don't know. Who cares? But <laughs> at this point, who cares? <laughs> but uh, part of the reason is because, and also part of the reason why we're dead people is because it's, this is the only reason. I'm. That's not true. Keep going. For me, it's part of the reason. Uh, this weekend is a thing, Kayla. What's the thing? So here's the tea, spicy tea. Me and Sarah have been in this theater group since our freshman year of college mm-hmm. where you like we write our own original musicals and then we like student parts so, like it's all students that like perform and direct it and do everything and like put everything together and get the budget and whatever. So Sarah wrote the musical for this year's for this winter, winter for this semester. So Sarah's been writing this kind of like it's been in her brain for like two years now. Mm-hmm. She wrote it finished it like two months ago mm-hmm. i've been directing it for like three months mm-hmm. doing you know an average of 10 hours of rehearsal a week mm-hmm. it's been neat uh so we're in tech week right now which for you non-theater folk means the week right before the show the show Hell comes out week. this weekend on the 30th for 30th wherever you guys are listening yeah um so it means we have four hour rehearsals every night I, like, we just got home from a rehearsal, like, half an hour ago, mm-hmm. and I also had a seven-hour rehearsal on Saturday, and then, like, six Yee-hoo. hours of rehearsals on Sunday, because I hate myself. No, we're not telling you this because we expect you to come, because... You can't. Uh, it's you probably bro. can't. But here's the thing. We're gonna live stream it on Saturday. Oh, right. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna live stream it on Saturday, and also one day there'll be a YouTube video, like, an edited YouTube video yeah, of it. Shitty Saturday. quality, but it'll be there. Yeah. So... I'll put in the link, like, the description of this episode, like, the our Facebook page of our f- theater group, mm-hmm. and you can, like, follow it and shit. And also, I'll be, like, retweeting stuff about it from, like, our Twitter, Hell so you can yeah. see it. But, like, you guys can watch a live stream of it. That'd be dope. And anyway, why this is relevant to you is because the main character is Ace, and, like, yeah. the whole story is, like, you can, you yeah, wrote so it. Yeah, so I'll give you a, Here's a, a quick spoiler-free rundown Hell yeah. of the show. Uh, so this, this all came about because there are, like, several ace people in this theater group. Like, okay, here's the thing. Disproportionately high number. Yeah, the di- there's a disproportionately high number of queer people in this theater group. I mean, I, it's a theater group. I, I know, but, like, it's wild. Like, I did yeah. a count today, and, like, only five people of our 30-person cast were straight. Yeah. And, like, two of us were like, well, I'm straight, but I'm also on the ace spectrum. Yeah. There was... I think six ace people in our 30-person cast. Like, that's not proportional <laughs> that's not at, at all. all proportional. Like, where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Um, but yeah, so basically, it was brought up that, you know, there, there's nothing with ace people in it, especially not as, as the lead. And so the concept is, okay, for those of you who are familiar with the movie Enchanted, this was kind of, like, what I kept thinking of when mm-hmm. I was writing it. So, like, in Enchanted, and just, like, a princess like you know disney stuff in general yeah. um people just like burst out into song and like into duets specifically mm-hmm. like love duets and shit and they just like know, know the word and know the dance and so i was just like i mean but ace people they probably wouldn't 
They wouldn't know the words. Yeah. Because, like, if it's a romantic duet, why would they know the words? Nah. And so, basically... That's sort of the premise of this. It's it's a period piece. What's the what's the era called? The Regency era. Regency like, era. When like, Jane, like, o- Jane like Pride Austin. and Prejudice yeah. times. Um, and it's about this girl who can't really duet romantically with anybody, and uh, it's a struggle. Also, it was a little complicated to not complicated to write, but like the words. Aromantic and asexual did not exist at, at the, the time. time. Yeah, so we had to, that this is set in. So we had to like create the so origins to, of the words, and yep. we were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this character invented asexuality." Wild. Like in the story, she like kind of does. I just found a bunch of dirt in the side of my computer. Well, that might be the problem with it. No, because it's the plug. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> cool. We have it together. I'm alive. Um, um, but then, like, her best friend comes back from college, university, as university. they say, and, like, proposes to her because their other friend, like, told him they should. And she's like, you know the vine that she sees the rat? And she's like, <laughs> that's the noise I always make at our actress that plays the lead role. It's just, because <laughs> that's, yep. like, her reaction to everything in the show. Yeah. But basically, it, this is a show that was never intended as, like, being about me or my life oh but it but it accidentally became but it's that. literally like based on something that's happened like it's, sarah wasn't it's, proposed it's to not like, it's not based on it it just it, accidentally it, resembles it in some ways not it, in all ways okay okay <laughs> look i mean listen yeah <laughs> listen no comment if you are a person Uh-oh. who knows this event i'm sorry <laughs> Anyway, Uh-oh. Uh, we're not just trying to self-promote here, because, I yes, mean, we are, yes, but... Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kidding? But also, like, representation is a thing that needs to happen. Need happen. Because, like, a lot of our past shows with nerds, the name of our group, too, is that, like, a lot of it is... We do a lot of representation, you know, like, gay mm-hmm. couples and everything, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, like, our shtick. And we were like, hey... A good proportion of us are ace and, like, can't even relate to that. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's hair. All over my sock! (laughs) (laughs) Just start sobbing. (laughs) So we were like, hey, that. Because, like, I mean, the... Who am I? (laughs) (laughs) Is this some quality content, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Because it's, like... I think this show is entertaining, personally. Like, it's mostly sad, kinda. It's a bummer. <laughs> but I, yeah, I always say it's a bummer. But, like, it has some funny moments, too. And it's, like, a musical, so it's a good time. Mm-hmm. But also, like, as you watch it, if you had never heard of asexuality before, like, it goes through the process of fully explaining what it is. So it's also, yeah. like, a learning opportunity for people yeah. that, like, have no idea what that means. Because for me, some of it seems, like, so obvious. Like, yeah. I do, like, did I really need to explain this? Yeah, but then in, you're like, oh. In the dialogue, but then I'm like, yeah, probably, it, it I is, probably did. Yeah, it's funny, because there's, like, a certain scene where she's explaining to her friend, like, basically how she feels. Mm-hmm. So it's basically her explaining what asexuality is. Yeah. And first of all, I've heard the scene, like, a thousand times, and I want to stab myself in the eye, because, like, <laughs> I know every word to this goddamn musical by now. But, like, and yeah, sometimes they're doing it, and I'm like gross this is like the most exposition ever and then i'm like wait it's necessary <laughs> some for people a, are s- for a lot of the audience it's gonna it. be extremely necessary yeah especially for like the people who maybe like family members of yeah people like in the older show who are coming and have never heard never of heard sexuality you know did i tell you the kid that i'm dating i had like told him what bloom was about and i mentioned asexuality and he was like yeah blah blah, blah whatever and he like didn't ask about it so i was like oh Okay. And I asked him, like, did you know what it was? And he had. He, like, had already known what it was. And I was like, wow. Wow. And he was like, I had to look up what demisexuality was. But, like, side note. (laughs) Tangent. He, like, didn't even bring up I was demi until, like, a month in. He was just... He didn't bring it? Yeah. Neither. Like, it was... Oh, right. You had it on your table Yeah. And so he, like, I guess Googled it. But he, like, didn't even... Hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, my grandparents are coming, Oof. and, like... Do they know? I don't know. Tight. Oh, I thought they asked your mom if you were gay the other time. Oh, like, my... Yeah. No, they asked my mom if... 
No, that was someone oh, else. She, no, yeah, no, that, it was my aunt. She's coming, too. My my aunt asked my mom if I was gay because she was confused. Also, I mean, your sister is gay, so. Yeah, and also, like, my, since my family has a shitload of, of queer people, yeah, we, so we always take a picture of, like, all of the, 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 non-straight, <laughs> the non-straight people in my family, and she was confused because I was in the most recent one. Yeah. Um, my mom, like, sort of tried to explain it to her, but she didn't go into too much yeah. detail because she wasn't sure how much I wanted them to know. And I was like, I don't really care. It's just that, like... I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting because my mom asked. She was like, do you want us to be at that mm-hmm. show, too? And I was like, eh. <laughs> So I don't know. Also, the next day is Easter, so I'll be seeing all of them again. <laughs> nice. Um... Yeah, my grandma and my aunt are coming, I think, because they come to, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't... Like, they're generally quite accepting of mm-hmm. everything. They're like, whatever, the gays! <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cool, grandma. Um, and my parents know, because I've, like, talked to my parents about you before and mm-hmm. everything. Right. I think my parents knew before your parents knew. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I think they did. I came out to you for you, to my parents, because I was just, like, talking to them. Yeah. And, they, and I was like, we don't say anything. Like, her parents don't know. And they were like, all right, whatever, I don't give a shit. And I was like, cool, thanks, mom. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it'll be interesting to see who does end up coming. Because, I mean, like, the whole Quidditch team is coming. Which is going to be interesting because I know some of them know. Yeah, but I don't know. But not everyone knows. Although, like, I wasn't sure. Because, like, you know, we have girls' nights whenever we talk about shit. And, like, it's never explicitly come up. Like, hey, I'm ace. Right. Yeah. Um, But then we were driving back from a tournament the other day. And we (laughs) we were talking. We were uh, doing invasive questions of each other. Mm -hmm. We were you know good time um and me we were talking about our love lives and i was like yeah my i none no, at all no. um and i was like i wasn't sure if they yeah i wasn't sure the extent to which they, they knew. knew yeah but then one of the people was like yeah like when did you know you were ace and i was like oh so oh, you know <laughs> so we know um but yeah it'll, it'll be interesting i think what will be most interesting and perhaps most nerve-wracking is after the show yeah what people say to me specifically yeah because like it's not just like oh i was involved with this show like this is my baby yeah because like and it's different for me too because obviously i'm directing it Mm -hmm. and like you know you wrote it and i kind of was the creative vision of like the movement on stage and everything Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like it's your brainchild yeah it's not like i mean i helped you write it in some ways but like and it's it's very personal to me. Yeah, it's as a very a human. personal story. And especially for those people who will be seeing the show who might recognize that this is something that like sort of happened to me. Yeah. Once. Like it's 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 it didn't happen to me, but no. there but there are there's a lot of there are parallels to things yeah. that have happened to me. And I think it's also going to be interesting cuz it's I mean there's a lot of very emotional parts where mm-hmm. the main character is, you know, very just because she doesn't under, you know, she's just realizing her sexuality, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's it's a hard time for her. And I wonder, you know, because you're not, you don't openly show your emotions a lot. Mm-mm. So I'm wondering if people, especially people that are closest to us, yeah, how they'll react to seeing mm-hmm. kind of a display of your emotions just through another person. Because mm-hmm. I can imagine that some of the explosion, emotions expressed in the show are, like, ones that you've had. Yeah. That you just, you know, didn't openly present. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, some of the scenes as I've written them have felt, like, really self-serving. Because, like, yeah. because like the show, I mean, it's a bummer. But, like, at at the end of the day, it, it's not, it doesn't end on, like, a horribly sad note. Yeah. It's not a happy note, necessarily. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it does. It's, it's like a hope. It's hopeful. Yeah. But, like, there's a scene towards the end where the main character's, like, parents are talking to each other. And writing that scene felt really weird to me. Because, like, it was necessary for char- character arc-wise. It was mm-hmm. necessary for this this scene to happen. But, like, writing it, like, having her parents, like, talk about their child's sexuality felt really strange. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's like, like, these parents aren't my parents, but this character is kind of me. Yeah. And so it's like... There's that weird... Yeah, I'll be interested to see, like, if your parents mention... Or your mom, yeah. I guess, will mention anything about... Right. I feel like Jack would just be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting because there are some characters that... Mostly the main character that resembles me mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. But the other characters are not necessarily based off of real people. Yeah. So it'll 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 be interesting. Yeah. And it's not like the main character was meant to be based off of no, me. No, but it's also but. interesting because, like, the main character has, like, a best friend. But, yeah. But, like, it's not 
that not me no <laughs> yeah um so anything yeah. i'm the best friend's brother my best friend's brother is the only anyway okay <laughs> cool sarah um yeah because also in the show there's some representation of other sexualities. invisible sexualities as they say they um, do say that yeah so that's a thing there she is now we've told you kayla has kept wanting to tell you about this and i was like guys Kayla, I mean, guys, <laughs> wait, no. all of you Kayla's. <laughs> all of you Kayla's. We're not doing this until the week of, because it's weird. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to just be it's like, just here's been the consuming thing. my life for the past three months, so yeah. it's like, it's all I talk about to anyone. That's also the really weird thing about being a writer, is that like, you, it consumes your life for and a long time. And you just time, sent it away. And then it's just gone. And then it's consuming everyone else's lives, but not yours. Does it feel weird? It's a little weird. Because, like, today at rehearsal was the first time I saw the whole thing through. And the first time that I saw some of the scenes. And the first time that I heard some of the songs. Yeah. So, it was weird. Did I fuck it up? No. But I didn't do a good job? No, it was good. Hmm. (laughs) Sarah doesn't like telling me nice things. No, I don't. (laughs) Cool, thanks, Sarah. Glad I did three months of work. What are emotions? (laughs) water though oh my god we made a none of this is related none of you care about this we made um like a vine thread of each character like what mm-hmm. for with a vine and i just listen once you guys like watch the live stream because i know we you're all going because i know you're all going oh to my god but then you can like look back at this vine compilation and y'all it's funny <laughs> that's all anyway this episode's also supposed to be about representation. Yeah. It's important. We keep meaning... I told you a while ago we need to watch BoJack Horseman together and, like, yeah, do an episode about it. Yeah, we need to do a lot, it. Kayla, but a lot. Because I was... I, like, haven't watched any BoJack Horseman. For reference, there's, like, a canon ace character on it. I still haven't read that book that I've owned for more than a year. Tight. Um, and, like, I was watching... I came in... Like, I went to someone's house, and they were, like, in the middle of watching episode, and I saw the end of it, and it was the one where he came out as Ace, mm. and I was like, holy shit, this is wild! And everyone else was like, what? Shut up, Kayla, we're watching TV. <laughs> but I was like, whoa! And then wow. I, like, saw online, and it was, like, actually, like, yeah, this, like, really big thing. Wow. And I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, I Someone just, fuck, I think it's called The Bright Co- Podcast. Mm. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it. It's like a fiction series. Someone emailed podcast. us about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess it has like a canon ace character on it too. That's dope schools. I, but I haven't because I suck, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I feel like to a lot of the people who are listening to our podcast, they're going to understand how important representation is. Yeah. But like, there are so many people out here, out there who are just like, they don't get it. They don't I understand don't, like, why it's so important. I got, I have this, this person that I've debated with a couple times about like, just like fan fiction and like mm-hmm. intellectual property in general and they were like it's stupid fans shouldn't like change shit and i like made the point of like okay well in a lot of you know tv shows and books or whatever there's not a lot of representation of other sexualities so that's why a lot of the mm-hmm. reason people make fan fiction and a lot of the reason that like a lot of fan fiction is so gay mm-hmm. and like so pornish is because people are just trying to like put themselves into it mm-hmm. and they were all like well i don't see why they need to do that blah 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 and i was like of course you don't you're a straight white male like yeah. of course you don't understand you're represented everywhere like literally fan fiction like the birth of fan fiction started with the star trek fandom mm-hmm. in like fanzines before mm-hmm. the internet because like people wanted more powerful women and wanted like more sexualities yeah. in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And like that's the you know Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's so easy if you're a white person especially well if you're a straight white person, especially if you're if you're male. If you're like a cis male. Cis um it's so easy to be like, Well why do you need this? But like it, the, the only reason they think that way is because they, they have, have it. it. They have always had it. And so, like, it's just very hard to make those people understand. You keep sitting in the weirdest way. I'm sleepy. Okay, sorry. I I always get mad at Kayla when she says stuff that y'all can't see. Like and then you, this. And then I've just done it. Um, <laughs> she listening. It's weird. Unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> 
Um, but smash like, that dislike button. It's it's really hard to explain to people why it's important. Well, it's kind of like because if you don't see yourself represented even at all, mm-hmm. which a lot of ace people just like there's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's like three canon there's ace that characters one character like ever. Shadow Hunters, and then oh. Jug Jughead it was supposed in, to in be the comics is, but is, not in the show. In That's the show. for damn sure. Um, because it's like, if you don't see yourself represented, then you think of yourself as, like, not a normal person. Mm Because if you're like, well, if TV is supposed to represent, like, the norm, or, Mm -hmm. like, what's going on in the world as a whole, and then you're just not there, it's like, well, who the fuck, who, what? Yeah. And I just, like, I feel like a lot of times there's an argument of, like, not the argument, where people are like, well, I don't care if, like, gay people exist, but I don't want it shoved in my face. It's, it's like, like well, that's so fucking is shoved in my face, Like, it's just, sho- like, straightness is shoved in everybody's faces. Yeah. And it's just... And, like, if there's a gay uh, character on the show and you're, like, that appalled, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, don't watch it or something. Like, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's stupid because uh, straightness and the the you know, cultural norm are shoved into your face yeah. at all times. And because you're... Oh, God. My brain is starting to go into oh, no. TV theory mode. Oh, no. I'm in a TV Come theory back. class. <laughs> Come back to us, Sarah. Um, sorry. Um, but, like, if you... You know, if you're... Oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oops. Uh-oh. I mean, there's there's the norm... That is that is pushed by the people who have power, mm-hmm. and so that gets pushed down through the pipeline. And even if you're Sarah just made a gesture like she was pushing it through <laughs> her body, like through her socks, out no, her toes. No, it was the pipeline. Sure. It wasn't my body. Was your body the pipeline? No conspiracy theory. No. <laughs> but if it if it goes through the pipeline and becomes the norm elsewhere, even if you're not a part of that dominant group, you'll accept that ideology. And so, like even you know, white women or people who aren't white will, like, see this and be like, oh, I guess this is what I should strive to be yeah. like. This straight white guy is what I should strive mm-hmm. to be like. But, like, that's fucking stupid. I've also heard the argument of people, like, because I was talking to someone about how, like, the Harry Potter movies, like, don't have a lot of racial or anything, like, mm-hmm. diversity or representation. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, if you look at how many students there were, like, statistically it matches, like, the UK average of, like, how many black students there were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but also they're wizards, and, like, this <laughs> isn't realistic anyway, so, like, first of all fuck you. Yeah. I know that's not true. I, like, am friends with the person I was talking about. <laughs> um, but it's, like, it doesn't need to match the statistical average. Like, there's groups of people that are don't match the norms. Case in point, our theater group. Like, if there was a TV show about our theater yeah. group, like, it would not be statistically exactly relevant. And I think but, that's, like, that's, that's uh, a difficult thing to grapple with as a writer of, like, okay, how much of this should I make realistic to the real world and how much of it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And so, like, like okay, on the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there are a shitload of non-white people. Yeah. And the cast is half and half men and women. Yeah. And um, there used to be a gay character, but then he was oh, not there anymore. They, ki- they kill him. No, they didn't oh. kill him. Um, but he's on another show now. Hi. Um, <laughs> um, so I wish... They need to make Daisy bi, they need to make Fitz bi, they need to make everybody bi. Fitz bi, really? Yeah, Fitz is totally bi. Oh, okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. A lot of people think Gemma's bi, too. Everyone's bi on that show. Cool. Um, <laughs> but basically, I was watching... So they were at a con this past weekend. Um, they were at WonderCon. And one of the things they were talking about was, like, you know, the the racial diversity on that show. There's because so many... Latinas. I mean, people? it's a white guy. There are three white guys. Three white guys. Three white guys. <laughs> there's one white girl, and then there's Sarah's favorite characters on that show are white. She's a racist. <laughs> My favorite character is Fit. He's white. Yeah, can't Listen. believe that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then this. you have two Asian American women. Can't believe you've done a black this. guy. A Latino woman. The gay guy was Latino, but now he's gone. There was last season. There was another Latino character. There are two other Latin or two other black characters that aren't consistently on, but that are occasionally. A white around. guy died recently. That was fun. A white guys always die. 
Good, good. There were also some Cree who are blue. They were blue. Um, <laughs> they suck, you know, though. But not because anyway. they were blue, but they did suck. <laughs> anyway, um, but basically they're talking about how they wanted a cast that represented the real world. And it's like, statistically, that cast does not represent the yeah. United States of America. But that's not the point. Yeah. The point is that there is a bunch of diversity racially on yeah. that show. Also, that one, the new character who's... Well, there were two other characters who were black who died well no only no they didn't one of them died and was brought back to life and then oh, they, yeah. they got left in the future though Bye. um <laughs> but the one character had to be white because uh he's spoilers he's related to some of the other white characters um anyway did you see that <laughs> unrelated except for the it's a latino person did you see that <laughs> gina rodriguez is gonna be carmen san diego in a live action movie it's exciting anyway (laughs) guys we're so sorry i'm like here's the thing i'm not i okay i'm not sorry i just went on a wild agents of shield rant that like went on too long anyway the point was they they were they were like we want this to represent the real world and like does that represent the real world fuck no but it's still so important because there are so many people who watch that show who are like Wow, look at these two Asian American women kicking absolutely Yeah, they're also ass. like everyone in the show is like either a genius or like super strong. So it's yeah. like everyone that's represented can see themselves in someone that's doing something like yeah. really important and really Exactly. Awesome. And like the character Daisy Johnson who's played by Chloe Bennett who she's um half Chinese. Um she she was also briefly a pop star in China. Weren't we all? Um, <laughs> um, but she started out as, like, this, like, just a hacker girl and is now, like, between her and Clark Gregg, who plays Coulson, like, they they are, like, the heart of that show. Like, yeah. they're the main characters. Um, which, fun fact, Coulson's gonna be in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. The new movie, the Captain Marvel movie. It's coming Marvel out next year. I think it's because stop. it takes place in the past. I think that's why they have Marvel Coulson in it. Marvel needs to chill out. Okay. Um, Hot take. Shh. Also, <laughs> also, another great show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They've, yep. got, they've got some diversity up in there. There's a bi. And Rosa's bi, and she's Latina, and she's a badass, and she rides a motorcycle. I don't want to die. <laughs> anyway, but the, my, okay, my point. The, what are we getting at? Well, the, nothing. <laughs> nothing. We're not getting anything. The thing we're getting at is that representation is important, and like Brooklyn Nine Nine, they just made Rosa Bye, and it was great, especially because like bad people like they get shit representation. True. Um, and a lot of the representation you see is just you know, uh, white gay boys. Yeah, um, or like, are, like really oversexualized, or really oversexualized women specifically. Yeah, um, which that was one of my concerns in in writing Bloom was that one yeah. of one of the characters is was kind of spoiled, whatever. One of the one of the characters is bi, but she's also like very obsessed with boys, and I didn't. I didn't want to make it seem like she was very sexual because she was bi. <laughs> the reason that's actually given to the show is she's overly sexual because she's overcompensating so she no is. one realizes she's bi. Yeah. Which is slightly less problematic, it's, I guess. It's not, like, it's just... Because I wanted to have that representation of, like, a bi character, but I also needed a foil to the main character. Because yeah. that's what she serves as. Because the main character is like, what the fuck, no. Yeah. And then she's like duet with everyone and so i i'm just concerned i'm i'm afraid but there there there's a, a bi person on we have our, several bi people in positions of power on the show and they've not said they've any, not said anything they've not said they're offended i was just i'm just a little concerned about it still because i'm like i don't want it to come across as though i'm saying that bi people are super sexual by virtue of being bi you know, I don't think it comes across that way. I hope not. Because that's not what I mean. No, it not. It not. No. Anyway. I'm but yeah, so basically, bi people are starting to take steps to get more representation in the media, but ace people still get basically squat. Yay. Which is a lot of the reason why I wrote this. Beep, bop, 
boop, 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 boop. And I'm directing it because I decided I wanted to die this semester. Yes. You know yeah. what? You know what? What else? What else? <laughs> we're literally, me and Sarah both just laying in my bed. Just yeah, like, we're, we're, we're literally not laying even down. sitting up today. We are not. Do, <laughs> we're not. We're not. It's eleven o'clock at night. I still have work oh, to do. No. I have work at seven a.m. in the morning. A.m. <laughs> in the morning is redundant. Anyway, Your life is redundant. I know. Interesting. Um, but a thing that I like sort of feel guilty about is that okay. So you know how like in stuff <laughs> Yeah. Do. Some stuff is like it's written in a way that's like colorblind, so like anyone can get cast as any character. Yeah. And like on one hand that's good because then you, anyone can get cast as any character. On the other hand though, will they will that really work? Because like if they're faced with a white person and a black person who both do a good job like, listen, we come from a racist country. I, like, don't know what you're getting at. Why do you I'm, feel guilty about this? We're getting there. Oh we're getting God. there. This is a lot. Okay, so, like, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Sterling K. Brown, maybe, who was saying how, like, he's benefited a lot in his life from colorblind casting because he's been able to get parts, um, not necessarily, <laughs> this sounds bad, but, like, not necessarily because he's black, but in spite of the fact that he's black. Yeah. Like, he gets it because they, they, they didn't have a race in mind I've when also, writing the character. Shonda Rhimes apparently casts colorblind, mm-hmm. which is great, I guess, because a lot of her shows have, like, a lot of a diversity. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, it, it's one thing to cast colorblind, but it's another thing to, like, purposely cast people of color. Well, yeah, that's what, that's, because that's, you, this was the next part of what I was cast, saying. If you cast colorblind, then you're not putting anyone's culture into it. Like, right. you're just, like, there's a black person in there, but they won't have any black backstory. Exactly, you know? and that can be added. But, like, will it? Right, and, like, and so then he was saying, but, you know, like, there's there's more benefit in having roles that are written for a black yeah. man because then you know that person gets put into that and as as a black person not yeah. just as any just like any yeah. generic person <laughs> and so i feel guilty because mm. in the screenplay i'm writing mm. like i don't specify the races of anyone mm. i will be fine with any of those characters being of any race although maybe not <sighs> oh. see here's here's mm. the thing no, not, not, not really, I know. <laughs> I, I always feel like all my villains have to be white. Because I'm afraid that in oh. in a story where not all of my characters yeah. are of minority races, I'm afraid that if I make the bad guy not white, it'll I, be racist. what I know about your villain, he does sound like an old white guy to me. He, oh, yeah, he's totally an old white guy. But, like, like... A black man wouldn't do such a thing. Yeah, but, like... like <laughs> yeah, like, I don't mean that. I don't, but, like, <laughs> just don't listen to me. Yeah, but, like, also, just, like, when I think about it, I'm like, hmm, I think maybe, like, the best friend character... Like, if I were to be like, all right... If only one of these characters is not white, who would it be? And I know who would it be, who it would be, but that's, like, stupid. Because then it's like, then why didn't you write this character in a way that makes them not white? Yeah. And then I, like, feel guilty because I'm like, well, maybe I should have written this in a way that, you know, race is a thing, but also, like... But also you're white, so it's not like you would... <laughs> and could you effectively write someone's culture and background and ethnicity into a script when you're so white? It's also science fiction and takes place in the future. So who the fuck knows? In the future, there won't... If you go far enough in the future, we're all it's not gonna that far be in the mixed by that point. True. You know? It's not that far in the future, though. It's, like, a couple generations mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. But also, like, listen, I don't know, and I just feel guilty about it. <laughs> listen, I don't know. <laughs> These are my 1130 at night ramblings about how I feel guilty. These are my ramblings about my hair is really frizzy. <laughs> these, these are these are my 11:30 at night ramblings about white guilt. <laughs> I was just gonna say my hair is really frizzy because it rained, and you know this is a quality podcast. Why does anyone listen to this? <laughs> I'm worse. Once again, I'm people sorry. wrote us like nice emails last week, and this is how this we is repay what, them. This is what they this get. This is what they get for their troubles. I hope we've been entertaining you. This I'm week? hungry. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I think maybe we need to call I, it quits. Like, I'm crying because I'm so <laughs> tired right now. Like, there's water coming out me eyes. Okay, 
Um, the moral of the story is representation is important. Watch our live stream. <laughs> I'm sorry about colorblind casting. Moral of the story, we want representation, but we aren't good at giving it when it's not about us, because we're only... Everything's about us. Because we're only human, I'm and sorry. we're white, and we're just 20. <laughs> start crying. Yeah, but wait, it is funny, because in our show, like... In our show, I couldn't specify anyone's race because we have very limited people. Yeah, to there's work people with. that are related that are not the same. Well, race. it's like Hamilton. That's I was looking. There's true. a scene. So there's a brother and sister, and the sister is, is Indian, Indian. <laughs> and the brother is white, and their aunt is white too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the aunt and the brother looks like, look like they could be related, and this and the sister's just out there being <laughs> being not Indian. The same race. Um, but I was like, I was looking at it. I was like, Hamilton, is that you? Because <laughs> if you look at the Skyler sisters in Hamilton, they're just you know doing what they want. We out here. We out here. Oh, one more thing. <gasps> okay. In Agents of Shield, no, the, uh... the character of Melinda May. Was originally supposed to have the last name of Rice, no. but then they cast Ming Na Wen, and they were like, "That's, that's racist," <laughs> and they changed you can't it. Do that. But I think it's also good because, like, in terms of like Marvel TV, okay, yeah, it's headed by a bunch of white guys, but sure. the showrunners on the show, it's Judd Whedon, who's you know a white guy, and Marissa Tangerone, who is, she's Asian American. I don't remember exactly. Where she, where her uh, family's from, but um, but so like there's an Asian American woman who's an executive producer, who's a showrunner on the show, and that's I think very important in the fact that the why, part of the reason why this show has yeah. such good representation. You know what I was so I recently binged a Netflix documentary about like a girl's um like prison slash oh what's it called like reform facility basically like they put girls in there and then mm. they like have them go to school and, like, do therapy and, like, programs and whatever to, like, actually get better, not just, like, throw them in prison and leave them there. Right. Like, it's actually, like, a good part of our legal system. Yeah. <laughs> it's about, like, an all-girls prison, though, so it deals with, like, some girls' issues and whatever, but then I was, like, looking at the credits and, like, the lead executive producers were, were all, like, men, and then you mm-hmm. got later and some of the executive producers were women, and I was like, mm-hmm. what? No, what? Yeah. What? And that's, like, the part of the thing about being a film major for me is, like, I look at my classes, and it's mostly white people. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, also our university. It's also our, I mean, our university is good. It's diverse, but I never see people that aren't white, like. <laughs> it's our majors. If you, yeah. If you look at our statistics overall at the university, it's diverse Except with, there are, there are no black people to school. It's like 4% black people. Yeah, that's true. Which, statistically, like, the ratio is wildly, it's wildly yeah, off. Yeah, but like, in my majors, like, it's just a bunch of white girls. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. Yeah, I mean, it also depends on, on your major, because a Where lot are of. are they all? A lot of non-white people, especially people that are of Asian, be that East Asian or Indian Mm. descent, come from families who value things like, who who value careers that can make you, that are are guaranteed (laughs) to make you succeed. So, so like engineering, like STEM, STEM stuff. Um, Like if you think about like our friend is... Uh, in the biomedical engineering program and like all of her friends are not white that are in the program um that's where they all are yeah um away from me yeah so right so as as people who are in the liberal arts we have a lot more white people that's also partially i believe because we have you know we've got that white privilege which means that we, we we come from families who basically we can afford to go like okay i'm i'm going to los angeles this summer to do an internship i'm not getting paid squat i'm gonna have to pay for rent in los angeles i'm subletting my room here but i will not get full rent so i'll be paying like one and a half rents um and i'm not gonna be getting paid at all in los angeles the reason I can do that is because because I come from a background of privilege. Yeah. And my family can pay for that. We wouldn't be able to pay for that for the rest of my life. Right. But for short term, my family yeah. can pay for that. And um, of, of other people, some other people also just within my major who I've talked to, 
they they can't like if they if they can't get an internship that pays or if they can't yeah. figure out something that pays yeah. they can't go to los angeles right and then that means they're not gonna like get ahead in their career exactly so it's like it's very yeah it's and very so prevalent. part of it the, i think i believe at least part of the reason there are so many white people in in my major is that it's it is a career path that has a lot of risk yeah and so you have to come from a position of privilege or just be really brave and really passionate to go into this with the knowledge that like it may be a long time before you see any money yeah that's true Um, like i my career path isn't as risky but i do know that like if I can't get a job right out of college, I can go live with my parents for a while. Yeah. Cause, like my sister did that, and like I can mm-hmm. like do whatever, and my parents will financially back me for a while. Yeah. But yeah, if I didn't know that, like I don't know. Yeah. So my classes are mostly white people. Um, I'm not in any classes that don't have any non-white people, but it's usually like two or three. It's okay. not, you know, it's not that many. I would, I would feel To so be fair, shitty. my classes are smaller. They're yeah. not big classes. I just can but... imagine. Like, there was a campaign, like, years ago, like, being black at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Did you see that thing that was called um, "Being Not Rich in yeah, Michigan"? It's really this, good. it's this huge document that people can contribute to, where it's basically like how to survive at our university if you're not rich. Yeah, and like, like resources are, and like, yeah, because yeah. there are a lot. I think. I don't remember where I saw, I think, I don't remember where I saw the statistics, but I think a statistic, but at our university, 10% of the students are in the top 1% yeah, of the country. Yeah, I believe it. Um, so, that's, hoo-hoo. And, like, sometimes you meet people, and you'll be like, you can just tell, you're like, wow, they're rich. Well, yeah, because we've met people here that, like, their parents have, like, written Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. invented this really famous candy. So, like, you meet yeah. people, or our Madonna's daughter. Yeah. Our Steve Carell's daughter. She she doesn't go here. She toured here. She's accepted, though. She might go here. Oh, true. Um, but, yeah, and I think that's, like, a thing with internships, too, is, like, you need internships to get ahead at this point, but if mm. you can't afford an unpaid one, then you're already, a, like, two steps behind everyone else. And it's exactly. not even your fault. It's just because you're, like, not that well off. Right. And it's, it's stupid. It's like also because the school is so fucking expensive. Yeah, it's just, like, you're being put at a disadvantage for something that's, like, not your fault, and it's going to, yeah. like, keep you disadvantaged. So it's, like, the American dream doesn't even exist anymore because you can't move up. I was also watching a video about... <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> Where, I thought this was going to be shorter than you, most of them, and now it's probably going to be longer. Um, <laughs> so, wait, wait, I, <laughs> I, we've gotten so off topic. I, I was watching a video semi recently about like basically the pipeline of like colleges. Like, if you go to a really expensive college, um, even if you're from a poorer background, you're more likely to move up. Yeah. But, like, if you went to a less expensive college, you are less likely to move up. Mm-hmm. And if you went to, if you're rich and you went to a less expensive co- college, you're still more likely to move up. So, mm-hmm. like, even if you went to the same college as someone, your background really determines yeah. where you end up. And it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's like, stupid. It's not your fault, because you could be, like, ten times smarter than them. Mm-hmm. And, like, have way more talent. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... Yeah. Sucks, dude. It's just kind of fucked. Okay, also, we... This is what I was trying to get at. Mm. Ooh, we got really distracted. Mm. So my major is mostly white people. Mm. And, like, I always thought, I was like, I feel like it's a pretty even split, like, gender-wise. Yeah. But then, so I'm in a production class this semester, and uh, we're in groups of, like, seven for our productions, I'm the only girl in my group. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, there might be an even split, but I'd be willing to bet most of the women are on the creative side, not mm-hmm. the leadership they're not, side. They're not in production. Because, like, even even shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that have really diverse casts, if you look at the crew, it's a bunch of white guys. Yep. Because there's just nobody in Hollywood Mm-mm. who <laughs> isn't a white guy. <laughs> Yeah. It's exclusively white guys in Hollywood. It's, it's not like a, I don't know, it's not like a biggest deal ever, but like our production team for our musical mm. is all women except, or non-binary, it's all women or non-binary people except for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is weird because like theater is seen as this like feminine thing, but then also, sorry, my brain is everywhere. Um, well, okay, because in my class, I'm in a group where I'm the only girl and there's one group that has no girls at all, and then the other two, it's a roughly even split. Um, 
And then, but also, if you look at movies from the past, even more quote-unquote feminine positions, like people, I might have said this before, whatever, I'm saying it again. Um, like in a previous episode. Um, but even the quote-unquote more feminine positions, like hair and makeup, and like costumes, it might be women primarily doing the work, but it's often a man who's the head. Yeah, Yeah, every time I like watch a video and they're like, we brought in this celebrity hairstylist or celebrity makeup, it's always a dude. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, obviously it's nothing wrong with but, like, you know, why? Yeah, but also, like, why? Also, like, we did this thing in my psych class today where we were given, like, a scenario. And we were, like, given this, how this one fake country is doing, would you rather a male president be elected or a female one? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, and it's supposed, basically supposed to be, like, with different scenarios, you, like, are more likely to pick a male versus oh, female. and I hate it. But I was, like, here's the tea. I trust females way more in mm-hmm. any situation. Yeah. Like, I don't care... If this country is in war, just having an internal conflict, that's, yeah. like, the conditions. I was like, just women for both. Well, it's like we had a, a my, the, the film department, like, brings in people who are, like, Hollywood people. And they, they bring them in and they have, like, talks and stuff, whatever. A couple weeks ago, there was a guy who came and he was a straight white guy. And he, um, he works on, like, late night, uh, shows. Um, he... Someone asked him about, like, the Time's Up and the Me Too movement because he said something about... Have I said this before? I don't know. I get lo- I lose who track cares? of who I said to what. What? Who Whoa. I said. <laughs> what I said to who. <laughs> um, but he was basically saying that a lot of the things that, like, comedian writers, like, comedy writers, um, find funny is stuff that's, like, really offensive. Yeah. And so, like, stuff that's said in the writer's room is stuff that you wouldn't say outside of the writer's yeah. room. And so someone was basically like, do you think that with the Time's Up and the Me Too movement and all that stuff, you know, what's okay to say in the writer's room is going to change? And he was like, eh, probably. But he also was like, well, they're still going to find things things that are offensive funny. It just depends on who you are about whether or not you find them offensive. And I was like... Uh, that doesn't mean you should say them, but anyway, because <laughs> um, and so he was like, I mean, different writers' rooms will have a different idea of what offensive is, and that that often depends on the makeup of that writer room. Writers' room, like what they find funny, will depend on who's in there. Yeah. And um, he was saying that like on one thing he did, the writers' room was him and a bunch of gay guys, and he was the only straight guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And so he said like that experience was interesting for him because like the the norm and the standard was the gay guys. And so, like, he felt like the outsider in that yeah. situation. Um, but also, like, I was thinking, I was like, well... Because the, the girl... Basically, what this girl asking the question was, like, trying to get at was she was like, you know, the people who run the show are the people who decide what's offensive mm-hmm. and not straight white guys. Yeah. So, like, know. you know, is that going to change? Because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe straight white guys shouldn't be running the yeah. show anymore. And he sort of, like, didn't... His answer was, like, sort of good, but also sort of problematic. Well, also, he probably didn't even know what she was talking about. Because, like, to him, that, who, whatever, yeah. you know? I don't know. Uh, we've gone on for a really long time. Hi. And, um, also, we got so off topic. Kayla, what's our poll? Uh, when thinking about the media you consume, how many canon ace characters can you think of? Zero. One. One to three. No, zero. One. One. Two to three. three. Four plus. Four and one. Hell yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, we're really sorry for the content of this. I'm not. I'm I sorry. I deserve a break. But you know why I think I'm sorry? It's because I'm a woman and I'm conditioned to apologize for everything. I think I'm not sorry because I deserve self-love. Spe- <laughs> speaking of things we deserve. Um, money! <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't it. <laughs> Your money. That is not where I was gonna go. I was gonna Kayla calm down. So I was gonna jump to the fact that um we're very sorry this week's is super late. We won't be having an episode next week. Oh, fuck you're partially because you know hell um because of the show this weekend and also because Sunday is Easter and we so are white people who are, are late. Kind of post-Catholic. That's so accurate. That we're post-Catholic? We're post-Catholic. We are some post-Catholic ladies. <laughs> anyway.
Anyway. Ew. Anyway. I don't want to die. We're not getting into this. Um, ba- <laughs> I'm not the type. <laughs> Basically, our families celebrate Easter. So we will be we will my Easter be Jesus came back from the dead to bring us Canterbury eggs. <laughs> came out of that tomb and he was like eight. <laughs> Just th- throwing up. Came out of the womb, came out of the tomb. Um and <laughs> Anyway, we won't be having an episode next week. Uh, sorry. Um, but I will be Hopefully before next week. <laughs> hopefully before next week, or before the next episode, I'll figure out the audio deal. I'm sorry, Probably I don't not, understand. Though. Yeah, because I was listening to last week's episode, and I was like, yeah, the quality of my phone really is worse. Um, <laughs> Oops. But, you know, there's only so much we can do. Um, anyways, that was our poll. Whatever. You can find that poll on... <laughs> On our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. You can also find us on Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.gmail. No, that's our what? email. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're die. delirious. SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com. You can email us at SoundsFakePod at gmail.com. Oh, my God. Um, Kayla, where can they listen? You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, CastBox, Plate. Doodle, whatever. <laughs> Wherever you're listening right now, that's where. That's where. Also, check in the description of this episode. I'll put a link to our theater group's Facebook page so you can see when we go live. Yeah, if you're interested in watching the live stream, it'll be go for this it. Saturday the 31st at around 7 p.m. We're doing the last show. Yeah. So 7 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern time. Yeah. Which is 4 p.m. for y'all on the West Coast. And, like, the live stream will live even after it's over, so you can, like, go back and watch it. True. This is true. That's all. We also have Patreon. Patreon.com slash sounds We, we have patrons who pay for this And bullshit. we're sorry. Uh, for our $5 regions we have done for Smart. You can find her on YouTube by looking up Lane Productions. That's L-E-H-E-N Productions. Whew, that was fast. Then we have Asritha. Asritha, who, by the way, is playing... The one lady, of the one main lady. characters in our show. She's she's the one who's the the Indian person who is uh, siblings right, with a white guy. You can find her on Instagram at Asrita underscore V. That's A S R I T H A underscore V. We also have Austin Lay. Austin is he still um yeah. is he still promoting our yep. uh, thing? Cool. UKing.com slash Michigan Quidditch twenty eighteen. Throw us your dollars. Um we're just self promoing all over the place. Then we have Drew Finney. He gave us a thing to shout out. His Twitter is at Midwest underscore Drew. That's at M I D W E S T underscore D R E W I too am a Midwest human. Nice to see you, Drew. Okay. Um then we have our ten dollar patron, Emma. You can find her on YouTube by looking up Emma T think that's E N M A T F I N K. She was one of the founders of the theater group that we're in. She was yes. Yeah. That. Cool shit. Um, thanks for listening to this absolute shit show. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry, Kayla's not. Um <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it anyway, even though we got wildly off topic. Because sometimes hearing like people just like talk to each other randomly is Entertaining. That's all. Most of the podcasts I like most are the pe- people because people are just talk to sitting and talking. Yeah. I feel like I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you want to feel like you have friends, tune in in two Sundays or maybe on a Monday. I don't know. Who maybe maybe f- a Wednesday. Maybe never. Maybe we're done after. This. <laughs> we're not. Um, for more of us in your ears, Kayla. Go. Kayla. Cows. Take care of them. Take care of your cow. It's better than we've been taking care of ourselves. Oh my god. Drew Finney sent us a a picture of a cow. It It was was nice. It was gorgeous. Okay. Bye. Cool. Bye.